0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Are you walking? Are you shopping? Yeah. Go Peanut. Go Peanut. Go no Peanut. Go no Peanut. Yay. We're going to get into everything we know in the Tiffany Lucas story with Crime Fix's Anjanette Levy. This is the case of the mom accused of shooting to death her two young boys. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. All right, let's get back to a story that we've been following for a little bit. We want to do kind of a deeper dive on it. We haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks. So this is that horrific story out of Kentucky where a 32-year-old mother is accused of shooting to death her own children. Tiffany Ann Catherine Lucas has been charged with the murders of her two young boys, six-year-old Maurice, nine-year-old Jaden. They were found by authorities in the home, shot in the head. And, you know, when we first covered this case, I actually interviewed Bullitt County Sheriff's Office uh, Chief Deputy Colonel Alex Payne. Uh, And, again, this is when it first happened. We didn't know all the details. He couldn't reveal so much. And he said something to me that even though I know what happened now, it was just so chilling when I first heard it. Uh, let's just play that real quick. I can tell you this. The boys were shot in an area that would not be survivable for anybody. Um, however, they were alive, uh, to the best of our knowledge, when they were transported by EMS to the hospital uh, and uh, and passed away while at the hospital. Yeah, pretty horrifying there. A uh, Bullock County Sheriff's detective, Richard Beal, testified during a court appearance. That two neighbors, a husband and a wife, called 911 after hearing gunshots. And Beal explained that after reviewing nearby Ring doorbell footage, you can hear four gunshots. They were fired within 30 seconds. And then about five minutes after the last shot, Lucas leaves the home and yells for help. Even tells a neighbor, allegedly, that, quote, her kids were dying. That neighbor apparently ran inside, attempted to help the boys. When police arrive, Lucas allegedly was lying in her neighbor's driveway. She was arrested, she was interviewed, and she told the police that the shooting was seemingly an accident, that someone had given her a gun, but also she said that, quote, she's in such a bad spot, and is, quote, so stupid, and that, quote, she would never do anything like this unless someone manipulated her. The gun, by the way, was reportedly found on the bed. Detective Beal also testified that Lucas, quote, made statements that she was being manipulated through Facebook, through the internet or through Wi-Fi, through Facebook and through her Wi-Fi, being manipulated into doing what she did. She was charged with two counts of murder, as I said, and a Bullock County judge set a $2 million bond for Lucas, saying that she is a danger to others. Well, now we want to get into a little bit more of this, and I want to bring on correspondent for the Long Crime Network and host of Crime Fix, Anjanette Levy. Anjanette, always good to see you. Thanks for coming back on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Jesse. I'm sorry it has to be for such a really awful story, but I think it's important that we talk about it.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, that's something that a lot of my guests say. I wish it was under better circumstances, but those are the cases that we're covering. You actually cover this quite a bit uh, on your show, Crime Fix. Just to start off, what is your reaction, your thoughts on this? Because, you know, it's one that we want to keep covering because it's so shocking.
1: Yeah, well, I have a lot of thoughts on it, actually. Um, You know, it would be it would have been interesting for us to have gone to the preliminary hearing. We didn't. Um, But here are my here are my thoughts on this. Um, You know, it's so weird how people can look so together on social media. That's why I think social media is often so deceiving. We, We saw those pictures of her on Halloween or around Halloween with her kids. They look all happy. They're in their costumes. Everybody's having fun when it sounds like from everything we're learning that, you know, her her life was a wreck behind the scenes. And I, I think this is probably somebody who um, I know that the the family members of uh, the two boys say we, we don't believe that she had mental health issues. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. But I know a lot of times people who struggle with addiction and who are addicted to drugs they're you know they're self-medicating they, they get into drugs because they do have mental health issues and they're they're taking drugs or they get into drugs to feel normal or they or they try drugs and if they get hooked you know it's all it's all how your body and your brain reacts to the drugs once it gets into your system so she may have some mental health problems coupled with these addiction issues and it just creates this, this perfect storm. It doesn't make her not responsible for her actions. And it sounds clearly like, like she killed her little boys.
0: Working here, researching, covering the stories we do, you quickly realize your physical safety and your digital safety are so important. When you're using websites and various apps probably to watch sidebar, right? Your device sends out data into the open, which can be viewed by different entities like hackers, internet service providers, and more. And this is especially true if you connect to the internet from a public place like a coffee shop or the library or the airport. Well, that is where Private Internet Access VPN can help. So Private Internet Access VPN hides your IP address, and it safeguards your internet connection so it shields your digital life from those looking to exploit your private information. If you think about it, using the internet without PIA is like traveling with a see-through backpack, right? Everyone can see where you keep your wallet and your private stuff. And not only does private internet access protect you from prying eyes, but they also allow you to access region-restricted content from all over the world, like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney+, other streaming services. So you can find and watch more of your favorite true crime or law genre. Plus, private internet access subscription allows you to protect an unlimited amount of devices at the same time. That's right. You can protect your entire household or workspace with just one subscription. In this internet era, it is so important to safeguard your digital identity. You can go to piavpn.com slash lawandcrime to get 83% off of private internet access. With four months free. Let, let's get into the, the her history a little bit with drug abuse and her criminal record. Just to add to something that you mentioned, those photos of her and the children from Halloween were one week uh, before this happened. And she actually posted, um, I think on Facebook, and wrote, Happy Halloween from us to you. May the force be with you. And then it was just a few months before, I think in May, um, when she had posted another photo of her and her children and said, my lifeline, my heartbeat, my everything. So it, it really came out of nowhere. Um, you talked about the potential, uh, the, her history of drug abuse. What do we know about that and her criminal record?
1: Well, she was arrested. Um, you know, she had a drug ar- arrest uh, back in, I believe it was 2018. And, and she she has some history of of drug abuse and so uh, whether or not she was ever really clean i don't know um but she had had that one charge and that's really the only charge we know about and people who do drugs i mean you know drug addiction especially when you're talking about opioids and stuff like that in this country it's an epidemic so you could be doing drugs and using drugs have drugs and it, you know nobody nobody realizes or nobody knows or you don't get caught because so many people walking around you go to the grocery store who knows if the person next to you at in the produce section is struggling with addiction is and has a drug addiction problem you just don't know um, because people can often put on a mask and, and look like they're normal on the outside. So we do know that she had a history of drug addiction, but it was only that one charge. It was that just that one criminal charge uh, that we are aware of.
0: Yeah. The, so like you said, it was 2018. She pled guilty to these drug charges. She was sent, sentenced 30 days in jail, but there were no arrests from 2018 until, of course, uh, these shootings. Um, I believe a family friend had actually uh, reached out to local news and said that you know, she was very confused and shocked by this. You know, everything seemed to be OK and seemed to be fine. Mm. And one of the chilling things is there was a report, I think, from 2016 uh, when she had opened up a business. She was a business owner, uh, Tiffany and Lucas, at one point, right?
1: So Tiffany Lucas opened her, Tiff's one-stop shop back in 2016. So if you look at the the timeline here... <sighs> being a small business owner is a really difficult job. And so she she didn't have that store open very long. And if you look at the timeline here, she, she's on the news talking about being a small business owner, opening this business. Uh, she had done an interview with WDRB down there in Kentucky about this. And so she, it's 2016, then she's got these drug charges in 2018. Um, you know, the, the business was not successful, it eventually closed. So who knows what was going on there? She, not able to successfully run this business because she has these struggles with addiction. Uh, so she she had at least been trying. It appears to, to do something good. I mean she she's trying to run a business, and and it didn't work out for her.
0: Yeah, she had told WDRB, uh, you know, I cook hot food in here. It's really what sells the best. She says a lot of people don't make their way down here. But if there's a Walmart, you know, come out of the woodwork for Walmart. Uh, so probably would have brought a lot of people to, you know, stop and check us out. But like you said, that business closed up. By the way, we we also learned something, I think, relatively recently. Um, I think we learned relatively recently about the house where the shootings happened. What do we know what's happening with that house?
1: Well, it was a rental house, Jesse, and uh, we know that when family members had gone to, you know, clean out the house, uh, because Tiffany Lucas is in jail, and sadly the boys are deceased. The house was a wreck; it was a mess. And as you can imagine, you know, if she is struggling with mental illness, and she's actually claiming that she's being manipulated through Wi-Fi, who knows? Maybe she is here, was hearing voices. I, who knows? she was or not we just don't know uh, what the actual truth is here we have to wait and find out more um she may have just been trying to get by i don't know um but the house was a wreck there were eviction notices all over the place so her life was in shambles and put that next to the photo on facebook from halloween and then there's that other photo where it appears they're like at a lego store or something like that that looks like a perfect day out with the kids, with the boys. And then, then they walk into the house and everything's a wreck. And there are eviction notices everywhere. But, those, two, those two images, they do not square.
0: But there were efforts in the past to reach Child Protective Services because it seems, at least from the brother of the boys, he had claimed uh, that family members had called CPS. They had concerns over the years, no?
1: yeah that is true jesse um some of the family members do claim that and that they were concerned but i'll tell you what um when i worked in local news i i covered a tri-state area uh, for 10 years that included kentucky it was ohio kentucky and indiana and especially in kentucky in any state really but really in kentucky especially it's like impossible to take kids away from a parent especially a mother um and when you make these complaints first of all these child protective services agencies there's there's a lot going on here and we don't know the ins and outs of what what the complaints were and how those were handled but a lot of times these places these agencies they're overwhelmed you have these low-paid social workers investigating these claims and these complaints and you know it takes a lot to get children removed from a home. Yeah. So we don't know the exact nature of the complaints, how they were handled. Many times those complaints are kept um, secret. They're confidential for, for many reasons. Maybe we'll learn more about that as the court process unfolds. But you know, these agencies, these people are overwhelmed, overworked. Uh, we don't know if that was part of this at all, but it's like impossible to get you know, kids at times out of a house. I mean, did they yeah. go to court? Did they go to court and file paperwork and say, look, we think these kids are in danger. You know, we need a TRO or something. We don't know that. I don't know if that even happened. But if they made um, complaints to child protective services agencies, you know, we're going to have to wait to see what happened with those um, and how those were handled.
0: You had mentioned court. Do we know what the next step in this process is, when her next court appearance is or anything like that?
1: You know, I checked up, I checked on that. I was look, doing a little bit of looking around on that. And right now we don't have any idea when her next court date will be held. Uh, that's because her last court date was a preliminary hearing. And so now the case will be presented. The prosecution will go to a grand jury and they'll present and, the case. And just case to be clear,
0: to- with the preliminary hearing, there was enough evidence for the judge to actually say to you, this should move, over, move forward in the, the process.
1: Right, at a preliminary hearing, that's exactly what happens. The the Commonwealth attorney in Kentucky would put on a witness or two to just show to the judge, look, there is probable cause, a very low standard, yep. that this defendant committed the crime and this case should go to the grand jury. And that's the next step. So now the proce- that, that determination was made, yes, there's probable cause. So now the, the Commonwealth attorney will go to the grand jury, which is a secret proceeding, present evidence to the grand jury, uh, they will indict her, and then the case will um, be bound over for trial. She'll have to, you know, it'll be set for an arraignment, of course, after the grand right. jury indicts her, and then that court date will be set.
0: And when I mentioned uh, Detective Beal, was one of the people that uh, spoke at that preliminary hearing, and a lot of that evidence was based on him. Um, you know, we talk about the family's response, the community as well, the family and the community. What have you been hearing uh, in the aftermath of the the killings of these two boys? What's their feeling uh, after this?
1: Oh, I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's it's devastating. It's heartbreaking. I mean, anytime something like this happens, Jesse, I, I, I think people are always thinking to themselves, we would have helped. We would have done something. We would have taken the boys. I mean, <laughs> you know, anytime you hear about something like this, there are always people that say we would have had we had had we have known obviously if if family members are saying we made complaints and we would have done you know we would have helped or we were trying to cry for help and those cries fell on deaf ears i mean we still don't have enough information to know but this is this has been a shock to the community and those boys um you know being a parent is really challenging but this is just anytime a child is harmed like this it's beyond the pale and it's horrible And I I think people are just horrified by this. Those little boys were beautiful and it's, it's heartbreaking.
0: It really is. Um, And I'll just leave everybody with this. So Michelle Rice, who's Maurice's stepmother, she told WDRB that family, as you mentioned, had reached out to Child Protective Services. She believes that drug abuse played a role. um, And she basically, in response to what the allegation was that, you know, like Lucas was manipulated, she said, nobody can manipulate you to do such a horrific thing. Nobody can manipulate you to do that. We love them so much. So many other people really love them and could have been there to help them, but she wouldn't allow that. She was too selfish and now they're gone. Really, really sad case. We're going to continue to follow it both here on Sidebar and Anjanette's going to follow it on Crime Fix. Anjanette Levy, thanks so much. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Jesse.
0: And that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time. Thank you